You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 144, Side B, as in bacon. I would like Yay. a side of bacon. Boykin? No. Definitely not that. Definitely no. not a side of that. No. But a side of bacon sounds delicious. It does sure do. Give Me Five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast, reviewing the things that you love today and the things that you may have loved yesterday. Or didn't love or, at or, all. Or ever. didn't. I sure did. Or actually that you thought you loved yesterday, but then watched it again and you're like, why did I love this yesterday? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I am your junkyard dog and I am joined today by the Rockers. What was their tagline, Jimmy? Not Marty Janetti. Oh, Greg is Marty Janetti again. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, guys, I've had an interesting week. You sure have. <laughs> yeah, you have. But this is a side B episode, and we're going to talk about the Hulk Hogan movie, No Holds Barred. And of course, we'll answer our Give Me Five question of the week. Uh, 1989. Ah, uh, 1989. Wasn't How quite I wasn't quite the 90s. Definitely was not 1984. But it brought us this movie. It sure did. Uh, okay, well, I took it off because Jimmy uh, Jimmy finally has internet, so that's good. He's able to join us. He was not able to join us on our side A episode. Correct. Uh, and so technically you're supposed to do the spoiler here. But I had removed it. So, Jimmy, tell people about spoilers. Yes, this is a review show, and on side B, we discuss movies that are a little bit older. So if you haven't seen it yet, and you're really concerned about how this movie ends, then you might want to just listen to side A, and then come back to side B after you watch the movie. You know how happy I would be if we got an extraordinarily angry letter that we spoiled No Holds Barred? <laughs> like, that would be excellent. It's, just a it's long, still real to me, damn it. <laughs> some long ranting multi-page email about how they had yet to see No Holds Barred because they were waiting for it until they finished the book or whatever. <laughs> and we ruined it for them. The book. <laughs> they were the waiting for Hulk Hogan to pass away so that they could watch it in honor of his funeral. Yeah, exactly. Or like the, they were waiting for the novelization. Uh, they're going to be waiting for a while because this movie uh, came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. And so let, let's get right into it. All right. Fun. Well, as we said already, this movie was released on June 2nd, 1989. It was directed by Thomas J. Wright who I don't believe has directed a whole bunch of movies since then. He's directed a crapload of TV episodes, but he uh, hasn't really done any movie, more movies. After this movie, his family won't even let him videotape stuff on his what iPhone. talking about? After this movie, he's probably just swimming around in his swimming pool full of money. And the uh, ring card girls, what are they called? All the merchandise that I'm sure they sold. <laughs> Hell yeah. But it did star Hulk Hogan, Joan Severance, Kurt Fuller, Tommy Tiny Lister, and Mark Pellegrino. Oh boy. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, the basic synopsis of this is that Rip is the World Wrestling Federation champion who is faithful to his fans and the network he wrestles for. Brell, the new head of the World Television Network, wants Rip to wrestle for his network. Rip refuses, goes back to his normal life, still looking for a way to raise ratings. Brell initiates a show called, get this, The Battle of the Tough Guys. (laughs) Yes, that is the uh, name of the show he decides he wants to make. That is the least tough thing guy sounding show ever yeah and it's a violent brawling competition 
A mysterious man, Zeus, wins the competition. This gets Burrell to use him as an angle to get it rip. So, uh, guys, any any initial thoughts? I inexplicably saw this movie in the theater, and I say that's inexplicable <laughs> because <laughs> wow, because I envy you. Yeah, because like I didn't see a lot of movies in the theater. I'm pretty sure this is one of them. You know, when you look back at, when you're a kid and you think like you see marketing of something and you're like, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And for like a couple of weeks, this movie was everywhere. So I'm pretty sure that's why I went and saw it. And they made it seem like it was going to be the next big thing. And like, it took me a few years before I realized one, that it was terrible and two, that it didn't do well at all. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at the time, at the time this movie came out, Greg, you and I were 12. All right. And Hulk Hogan was one of the biggest things on the planet at that point. Everyone so, knew who Hulk Hogan was. Even even people who weren't wrestling fans knew who Hulk Hogan was. Yep. So, I mean, the, it didn't matter that it sucked. It had Hulk Hogan in it and we were going to go see it. And we did. Mm-hmm. And then like the Zeus thing, like they they really had him to the point of where you're like, this dude's undefeatable. And then he disappeared after three matches because <laughs> he was wrestling, which yeah. I'm sure we'll, talk, we'll hit on at some point. So that was my my initial thought that I am amazed that it seemed like such a big deal when I was a kid. Uh, it was a big deal for me when I was a kid because I was all wrapped up in Hulkamania daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm just a huge wrestling fan. It was it was something I I watched with my dad, my brother. It's uh something my my brother and I tried to get out of Sunday service every yeah. week so we could watch wrestling when it was like Sunday afternoon was the big you know the big ticket. Um, so it was it was a real treat to go back and and revisit some of those memories on this one. Mm-hmm. I did not see the theater for sure. And I sure didn't understand some of the storylines. Some of the things that happened in here went way over my head. And yeah. They were so I was like, really? They're- I was like, holy shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, got, I got. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack well, here. I'm excited about breaking this movie down. The the first. the Let me just get this out because I, I couldn't believe that. Because the, the first thing I said to Greg is we were watching this movie. Um, I was like, so wait a minute. Hulk Hogan is playing a character who is the champion for the WWF. And the movie stars voices who are themselves, such as Mean Gene, Gorilla, Jesse Ventura. But Hogan can't freaking play himself. He's got to play a whole new character who's the champion of the of the WWF that he currently works for. I would love to know why that is. Because no one has an answer. Nobody has an answer for that. Yeah. Like that's. Well, here, Jimmy, you were you were involved in this. This was not. Yes, like, I made this he, movie. He, no, like you, you were involved like deeper, like you, you followed the, the wrestling wars. Hulk Hogan did not leave WWF at the time. Yeah. This, soon thereafter. No, like there, there was no possible way that he was already planning on leaving. Right. So it wasn't that. I mean, did does. Well, Hulk Hogan owns the rights to his own name. I wonder if it was a Vince McMahon thing that didn't want. I mean, probably we. we could oh, that's actually a good point. If they use the Hulk Hogan name in the movie, maybe Hulk Hogan would have been entitled to. He would have gotten more money. More money, right? probably. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. So they settled yeah. on Rip. Because <laughs> he rips his shirt. I, looking back, I I don't I don't know. I guess I uh, assumed a lot more. I remembered a lot more death in this movie. <laughs> So in my head, I was like, yeah, it stands for rest in peace. No. It stands for shirts being ripped from his giant pectoral muscles that in no way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. were from steroids. It's from eating Wheaties or whatever he did. Taking his vitamins. He was a massive man. Which were steroids. Yeah. He was just a big dude anyway, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Certainly, I I think everybody in that era juiced. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) So there, I, I just going to talk a little bit about a couple things that I've noticed about some of the movies we've watched. And have you noticed that whenever there is a television or movie executive in any movie, they're the skeeviest sacks of shit ever? Like UHF, yeah. 
in the this 80s. movie, uh, mm-hmm. Wayne's World, like all of these movies have the that. Last and, Dragon. Yep. And I, <laughs> yep, exactly. And I really think it's because the people that write these movies are the ones that have to deal with those people. They're trying to kind of stick it to them a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. I'm completely convinced mm-hmm. they're just a, a very slight character, uh, caricature of what these people actually are. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Because so maybe, like, maybe that's supposed to be Vince in a way. Well, I mean, I think well, he was, he'd taken control either around there or, or not very long after. Something well, like that. Greg actually had a theory about it. You want to, you want to tell the, uh, Go tell your theory, it. Greg? Well, there was a, 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 not so much a theory as something I saw that there was another, <laughs> there was an, another writer. And then Rob, you found out. I did. Okay, the go ahead. You can talk about the writing part first, and that'll lead well, into what a- they Hogan and McMahon actually didn't like the first draft of the script, so so they checked into a hotel in Florida and rewrote the entire script in seventy two hours. They Could stayed you- in a hotel together for seventy two seventy two hours and rewrote the entire script. Can you imagine being in that room? As they were coming up with some of the jokes, because you can, I can tell you right now which jokes Vince McMahon wrote. Like he definitely wrote the pooping in the pants joke. That is Vince McMahon duty. <laughs> There's no way he didn't write. And you know that as soon as he wrote it, he was like, "This is perfect. It's staying in." This like he locked that in. Yeah. Like, do you picture them sitting around like a typewriter with like reading glasses on, <laughs> tapping away on this thing, or like with like note paper all over the hotel room hogan with like the comical like poking the keys (laughs) his fingers because he's so yeah exactly because he's so big yeah trying not to hit two keys at the same time (laughs) this is funny man this is funny brother (laughs) like i want a documentary about just that moment with like Tra- like outside of their hotel room door, just trays of of uh, room service food. There's so much craziness in this thing, and then like we also kind of went a little forward on that. And, like if these two are in the hotel room, and then there's a scene in the movie of Hulk Hogan and the woman in the hotel room sleeping on in the like one bed with the imitating life. Yeah, like. Did that happen to them? Were they in the hotel room, and Vince McMahon was like too cheap to spread, like spare for two beds. <laughs> I, like, I totally bet that happened in the hotel room where Vince and Hogan were staying, right, right down to the bed breaking and Vince McMahon rolling over on top of Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the, Don't wait up for me, Hulk Hogan uh, working out behind the cloth, and Vince McMahon thinking he's thinking he's masturbating. <laughs> like, yeah, so, with the covers pulled up to his chin, going. <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the thing Rob was hinting at was I was thinking that like if each of if Hogan wrote the executive's part and if the executive wrote Hogan's part, is that like really their true feelings about each other? <laughs> like, I don't know if if Hogan wrote if, if somebody thought very highly of him if they wrote his part, right? Because they made him like a superhero. He was just like a good dude. I would almost think that because Vince McMahon is very um, um, self-deprecating. So I would and he he's embraced his role as the bad guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if Hogan wrote Hogan's part and McMahon wrote McMahon's part. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually you're probably not wrong there. Yeah. I mean, we may never know. Mm -hmm. And knowing is half the battle. We were talking about sleazy uh, TV executives. So basically the whole the. It was kind of art eventually imitating life because I think the WCW, WWE, or WWF, sorry, at the time, thing hadn't quite happened yet, right? Like that came That's a few years later. So, but it was basically in this story. And I thought it was funny because the, you know, it starts off and they bring in Hogan to this uh, executives thing from the World Television Network. They want to hire him and he's like, no. And he does a check stuffing thing, right? And then. He can leave, tries to leave in a limo. And here's where, where I'm going with this. Why did they already have a limo that was set up to be a death trap? 
Like yeah. the limo immediately closes up with like these metal doors and it, they've tried to like, I guess, paste him by driving around and running into stuff and all that. Like, did they, re- does, do TV executives really have vehicles and death traps? Or are they all basically James Bond villains? Because this guy was ready. And that was not cheap. I I don't know. Um, at, at this point, WCW was a startup. Um, okay. Just to, to provide some context there. So, yeah, very much one um, promotion trying to, uh, to take shares away from the other. But um, I don't know. It, what was the point of all that when they just drove to a parking garage to get him beat up or something? Right. Don't. Yeah. Don't don't look for a lot of logic in this one. Uh, there's and a Hogan lot of damn near kicks his way out of that car. Yeah. Which is what I was expecting. But but no, they saved the uh, his escape from the car. And it was freaking magical. <laughs> Where he just, so they, yeah, they explodes they out of the sunroof. He just, yeah. he looks up at the sunroof and just jumps out of it. And yep. then he's like, ah, like, ah. <laughs> just, there was like a lot a, of uh, grunting. Yeah. Like, bon, like Bon Jovi leaping through the stage at a concert. Like they used to launch him out of the, the center of the stage. That's basically what he did. That fight scene was hilarious. It was ridiculous. And it has, Poop, which I previously mentioned, but it's oh, it sure probably does. one of the most memorable things in this entire movie. And I feel like we would be—I would be remiss to not let Rob talk about it. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> tell us about the duty. Well, it, well, it looked like he had pissed himself because it was all wet and shit. It, his pants just looked wet, and I'm like, oh, did he? piss himself and you know hogan grabs him and then you know he's still doing the whole growling thing and i'm like what the the hell is he doing and i'm pretty sure that's just so that he didn't have to talk yeah that was he growled for an uncomfortably long period of time yeah and then he's looking around and he finally starts sniffing and he's like what's that smell and the dude, the dude, you know, is holding his ass and he's like, teen spirit. No, no, actually, he said, dude, duty. It's duty. And <laughs> Hogan's reaction yeah. was not quite what I would have expected. You know, I would have expected him to, like, push him away or throw him down or whatever. But he's like, ew. I was like, OK. He, he says it's dookie. You did say dookie, dookie. right? Dookie. Yes. Dookie. Yes. Also, if you Dookie. look him up, if you look him up in IMDb for this movie, his the character's name is Dookie as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm surprised that guy didn't call out to work that day. But I mean, this was just this was just the beginning of the whole weird uh, situations set up by the businessman. I mean, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, because we've got we've got wanton kidnapping, we've got casual violence, and then we've got rape, and it's all apparently okay with the law because nobody ever says shit about it. It's like, what? <laughs> and, and it kills me that, that you know, it's being done by what amounts to an over-the-top um, entitled businessman who essentially just seems unaware that Hogan could snap him in two, even though he spends virtually the entire movie just having people physically bully other people. And it's like, really? It, I oh, okay. And yeah. like, he's in his office with no bodyguards, and he's like physically assaulting Hogan. I'm like, are you serious? What is going on? <laughs> Yeah, he's, well, you know, apparently TV executives are above the law. Mm-hmm. You should know that. To to further that, that was um, Kurt Fuller, who basically went on to play that. This is one of his early roles. He went on to play that kind of role for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite version of Kurt Fuller is Russell in the Wayne's World movies, to go back to Wayne's World, uh, who was the henchman of um, Rob Lowe's character and then mm-hmm. became kind of a good guy. Yep. I don't. But it's basically the same character, just mm-hmm. with the Wayne's World one has some redeeming qualities. I just since we're talking about poop, real quick, I do want to jump to the bathroom because uh, just a, of course you do the grossest bathroom 
in oh, movies, God. which actually we were considering having the question this week be the top five grossest bathrooms in movies, but we didn't yeah. end up doing that. Yeah, train spotting. That would be number one. It has yep. to be. This might have been a number two. Yeah. Uh, I see what I did there. <laughs> There's a lot of number one. <laughs> a lot of number one. Uh, yeah, it's gross. It was, so uh, they go to this like shitty bar, literally. It's an underground wrestling tattoo bar. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, that sounds like a fun yes, time. please. There is no way that if that was in Orlando that we wouldn't celebrate every one of Jimmy's birthdays there. Yep. All of them. Yep. They, um, is it a tattoo or is it hepatitis? Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wrote that I – just from that watching that scene for five minutes, I almost got hepatitis just from watching it. Yeah. Uh, there's this disgusting bathroom we just talked about. Of course, the long poop sound coming from the, the bathroom. The uh, guy comes out and sees the two businessmen there, two very Jewish-looking businessmen. I was sort of offended. Uh, or the Sorry, business uh, – the Jewish-looking TV executives. Mm-hmm. Offended. Looks at their penises very closely after taking a giant poop. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't beat them up because – they have tiny wangers or teeny wangers. <laughs> uh, also, it, hanging out in the bathroom for some reason on two large chains is a, just a random dog. Yeah. Like, a pit, like an angry pit bull in the bathroom. Like, like, like he's guarding the shithole or something. I didn't... Yeah. Guarding the trough. You don't have one in yours? I do not. I mean, I actually do tend to have a, a dog in my bathroom, but it's just because she follows me in there. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> Oh, uh, bathroom guard dog. So what else stands out to you guys? The things that went over my head. I mean, it's like going back and, and watching an episode of Animaniacs and going, whoa, how did I miss that? Or, or, yeah. I mean, my parents obviously didn't care. They were like, oh, it's a movie with Hulk Hogan. It'll be fine. Rob had mentioned just how, mu- how highly someone thought of Hulk Hogan, most likely Hulk Hogan when creating that character. Mm-hmm. And it was so obvious throughout the whole movie. One, just the fact that like he couldn't do anything without wearing super tight pants or the skimpiest bikini underwear ever. Yeah. I call that but, nightwear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. If, uh, but also like him just randomly in the middle of the movie, uh, stopping a robbery. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I've got to say, yeah, they were like, oh, we're going <laughs> to. So I'm getting ahead of myself a, a little bit here, but they're when they're doing the training montage where mm-hmm. Tiny's getting ready and he's he's in his little gym and he's got the, the dude on repeat saying, oh, death is not even good enough for you. And that's what. Hogan and they show Hogan like helping his brother through rehabilitation mm-hmm. for a reason that we'll talk about here in a second. But yeah, they thought super highly of him. Um, whoever wrote that, I, I the, cannot the, kid, con- the kids charity. Yeah, yeah, I cannot condone. Uh, if, if you see this and you're you're a, a young impressionable wrestling fan, don't fucking throw food at somebody with a gun. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. It's probably not. You're not Hulk Hogan and you're not an actor. And at some some point, I think Hogan turned to the camera and said, why are there so many pies here? (laughs) I think I I think I turned to the camera and said that. Well, here's the thing. Like the guy comes in to rob the the rob the store would have probably gotten about 40 bucks out of the till. But instead, Hulk Hogan throws about three hundred dollars worth of pies at him. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, somebody's got to pay for that that's coming out of somebody's check <laughs> and then and then throws the guy back on the counter and slides him down the counter disrupting even more plates so it was like he took the pies off the counter and they just automatically replaced them they're like oh we well we got to have a pie out there we got to have something out there so they replaced it all with like food after he took all the shit off the counter and threw it at the robbers so that he could slide the robbers down the counter and disturb a whole bunch of plates yeah, so about what five hundred six hundred dollars worth of damage when mm-hmm. the robber would have just gotten one hundred and fifty bucks in like greasy singles. So, I would say just you know maybe Hulk Hogan shouldn't stop robberies by throwing pies at people. 
just my my own personal thought there. Damn Hogan. You, you mentioned the the brother Jimmy, so let, we have not yet introduced us oh. to to Zeus. So let's let's introduce our villain, one of them. Right, Zeus, tiny Lister, who a lot of people know as Debo from Friday. Yep, the very same. Um, he is. Uh, it's. He he doesn't so much have a vendetta against our hero, no. But he is a, a former student of Rip's trainer, who confesses that he just couldn't control him. He was just an animal, and he just wants a fight. He wants to fight Hogan, mm-hmm. and he wants to kill him for some reason. So, that's what villains do. Enter, yeah, enter Zeus with a absolutely fantastic interest into the tough guy tournament. Mm-hmm. He knocks a whole wall down. Yeah, he does. I, and he just slow walks down to the ring. <laughs> yeah, and it's the whole time he's got his arms out, like uh, like you see those bottom bodybuilders who you think their lats are are too big. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, it's the equivalent of you know when they say make yourself really big. Uh, mm-hmm. During a to to you know uh, deter a bear, you know they're they're all doing that the whole time. They're puffing their chests out and uh, just there's a lot of man meat in this movie. And you're looking at it going, how does he wipe his ass? Yeah, a lot of a lot of man. Well, I wasn't looking at it saying that, but you absolutely did. I did. Uh, I actually did say that as we were watching the movie. Well, because yeah. that's because you care. You don't want people to have have ass itchiness. Yeah. <laughs> actual actual fact: Tiny Lister is blind in his right eye. Is he was born that way? Correct. Yeah. Well, they you didn't really notice the eye so much because of the giant eyebrow they drew on his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah they, <laughs> they connected his eyebrow. They gave, <laughs> like a menacing unibrow. Like oh, <laughs> that's that was scary. a bold, that was a bold idea, and it was never straight either. No. Throughout the movie, it was like it was kind of like that that mole in on the king in Robin Hood Men in Tights, where it just kind of moved around his face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like well, why is that? Is that the idea to Picked make him look scary? Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that the costuming in general in this movie was fantastic. We had the like I usually don't pay attention to that stuff, but you had you know Zeus's costumes. You had of course all of the random like biker fighter guys. Oh, uh, you like. Yes, Lug Wrench Perkins. <laughs> Lug Wrench Perkins, yes, but uh, who who could forget Klondike's uh, armpit hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also a bold decision. Uh, they, Why not? Jesse Ventura, you know, pre politics Jesse Ventura wearing a Cleopatra wig from Epcot. Yeah, yeah. Jesse was, Ventura was. I was like, what the fuck is on his head? <laughs> what is that? Jesse Ventura was like the prince of wrestling. <laughs> I mean, Prince, the musical, the artist formerly yeah. knows Prince. Uh, that that was man. I could have gone for so much more of that banter between Jesse Ventura and and Mean Gene. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, a little side story here, real quick. That I oh, uh, bring it on. Remembered when I was. Uh, no, that's a cheerleading movie. It, it is, yeah, one that we will, I'm sure, never review, but. When I was a, uh, I'm gonna pick that for my next movie. <laughs> when I was a, a little old punk ass teenager, uh, skateboarding and uh, uh, avoiding the cops and and everything, um, we were skating up at the the middle school. One day, I was with uh, a couple of friends of mine, my friend Barry Zimmerman. Barry, if you're listening to this, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I love you and I miss you. Um, but cops showed up. We were skateboarding, and they they ran us through the whole intimidation thing and we're going to tell your parents and we're going to put you on a list. So if we catch you again, we're going to arrest you and goes through the, you know, what's your name? I'm like, my name is James. This is where I live. You know, before I, I had really kind of, uh, you know, uh, strayed from the straight and narrow path, but, uh, the the officer got to my friend Barry, and Barry told him <laughs> that his name was Eugene, um, <laughs> and that his friends called him Mean Gene. 
And it's like every, that's that's when I learned to lie to the police. Uh, we were, I was just I might have been the only one who got it. And I was just like, oh, my God, you're going to get arrested and go to jail for life. I'm going to take a wild guess is if you're going to lie to the police in the South, you probably don't want to use refer- wrestling references because they're going to know. He didn't. He was just like, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, this wasn't the South. You were, well, I guess. This is uh, Virginia. I mean, almost, almost the South. Town's called Deep Creek, Greg. Yeah, they, they okay. These days they'll know wrestling. Maybe, but uh, yeah. That was- Steven Austin. What are the other <laughs> costumes? Like, like I said, Hulk Hogan was basically in wrestling wear almost the whole movie, except for like two very notable occasions. One, when he was wearing the bikini briefs in bed, which I hate. I hate saying that phrase. Uh, and two, <laughs> when he was wearing the white suit. Oh, that was that was lovely. At the nice. restaurant. Was- yeah. yeah like where he was like supposed to be cultured and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and he, like he spoke, what was it, French? Yeah, he was t- talking French, and he like knew everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she brought him there. It's just like he was some dumb yokel or something, like <laughs> some dumb jock. Well, they might not have hamburgers and grilled cheese sandwiches on here. Well, but that's that's <laughs> the thing that kills me is you know everybody at the restaurant knew him except that waiter, right? Yeah, like, like the the busboy, everybody. Except, yeah. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, any restaurant that has had a, a celebrity, and he was supposed to be the biggest wrestler in the world. So big that if he didn't sign with a new thing, they were going to actually kill him. Yeah. <laughs> they and, would, the restaurant would know. What's the deal with waiters in movies? I mean, do, do have you ever been to a restaurant all where French. the waiter got, like... Well, well, where the waiter got, like, six inches from your face and was telling you the specials? If they did, was leave. Like, as he was like leaning in and was like talking to her and kind of side eyeing Hulk Hogan, I'm like, what is going on here? I had a waiter once tuck the napkin into my waistband on my pants and definitely gave my crotch a little pat. And you were like, no, 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 keep going. <laughs> it was strange. You need I to think tuck my- it in there a little better. I think my parents were there too. It was like, what is going on? I was not underage. Oh. Yeah. So I was not, it was, it was when I was in college, I was like, what? It's like, oh, you're cute. I was like, okay, moving on. But that actually is a legit thing that happened, but I'm okay now. I did not murder said person when I was 13 and Mm -hmm. leave them behind a basket, a bowling alley or something. Basset hound? A bowling alley. It's the Genetti thing. Or dispose of them in a river. He actually went. What this a is fucking uh, maniac. This is a very weird <laughs> series of episodes we're doing because if you want the first part of this story, it's in our side A episode. Yeah. If you want the second part of our this this story, it is going to be revealed in an interview episode that comes out. And the, here's the other part: he did actually go on a podcast today and f- like told more about the story so much so that he like explained that he did it with a brick. And told, said, like, a lot more of when it would happen. So if someone actually did disappear from that area, Janetti uh, might be going away for a little while. Forever. Uh, mm. But let's go wow. back to our real ridiculous movie. Uh, so Zeus appears, and he's, I guess, out of jail after killing someone in the ring. Yep. Yep. And then and the trainer said he just couldn't control him. He's an animal. And then he goes, and they inevitably say that Mark Pellegrino's character is Rip's brother. So he mangles Rip's brother. Yes, he mangles Randy, which of course is used to get Hulk Hogan to actually fight Mm -hmm. Zeus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Giving, by the way, uh, not Randy, but giving the, what's his name? Nelson, (laughs) or the the owner of the TV station. (laughs) Randy, Nelson, Frank... Whatever. Uh, Ch- Chet, uh, Kurt Fuller, Brell, giving Brell yep. exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. This giant match. And also the exact opposite of what Hulk, or sorry, Rip wanted. Whereas Rip said that his contract is his, you know, is his word and his bond and all that. He can't break his contract by fighting for this other division, except for when he decides to do it at the end of the movie. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And and the police were not involved when they crippled his brother, which is ridiculous. Or when they kidnapped and threatened to rape his girl lady friend. Girl lady friend. Yep. I believe that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, this movie has a very strong Fight Club vibe at moments. And it does. And it's even got the octagon. Yeah. Uh, and I, a few years before the, the UFC. So I, I, I got it. And imagine. I pointed that out. Yeah. I, I was I was like, so we've got the octagon and the no hold and the, the no rules battle royal kind of thing. Yeah. Where everybody can do essentially whatever they want. And I'm like, could this have inspired the UFC? It's possible. We we might have to get the Fertitta brothers or um, or Dana White on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, so this whole thing came from this shitty 1989 movie with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> with me, me and my friends were were trying to find a way around this square ring problem that we had, and yeah. and we watched oh, No Holds Barred, <laughs> and then we we're like, "That's it, yeah, that's yep. the ticket." Now, I guess this the the lead up here, the end of this movie. You know, they beat up his brother. He finally agrees to this match, the Battle of the Tough Guys, where it's going to be Rip versus Zeus, right? Yeah, they uh-huh. they paralyze his brother. <laughs> yeah. His brother's like in traction. And they're dipping him in learn how to walk again. They're dipping yeah. him in water. Is he getting mm-hmm. baptized? Is that what it was? I, sure, we'll go with that. I thought sure. they were they were sous vide him, making him nice and tender. Ah, to yes. into like a pool, a pooled brother quesadilla or something. They were baptizing him. Unfortunately, it didn't take as his brother turned into Lucifer. Yes, it's true. Ooh. Been more entertaining. As well as uh, he was also on Lost as well. So, yeah, I was looking at him. Like, he looks familiar. I, I actually knew him from Lost. He was uh, Jacob on Lost. And then he was. And I knew Lucifer. him as Lucifer in Supernatural. There you go. And I think and Kurt Burrell, uh, Kurt Fuller is in uh, Supernatural as well, isn't he? I believe so. I don't remember the role, but I think he's in there as well. Yeah, I think I wrote that down somewhere. <laughs> It's a little hard to see because there was a, there were so many notes in the, for this freaking movie because it's insane. The, oh man, I, I'm I'm just remembering things. I know we're oh, gonna, Zachariah, Zachariah. Um, all right, but oh, as, that's right. As we progress through this, I think uh, some of the quotes that that stood out uh, when um, Brel gives Rip a blank check, basically says, <laughs> "Name your price," uh, and he's. Shoving him, he's like, well, you know, what's wrong with you? He's shoving this massive man. And uh, Hogan says, um, Well, he says that or, something about you won't be around when I cash this check or something he, like that. He, yeah, he, uh, Hogan, he says something about taking a shit. <laughs> and then Hogan <laughs> grabs the check and I'm like, Shove so it. That you're. <laughs> You're, he, he said, I won't be around pass. when this check passes. That's what it is. And he shoves it down his mouth or into his mouth. Not down yeah. His mouth. yeah. He's, oh, you, no, he said something about put your money where your mouth is, is what Burrell says. And I'm like, oh, my God, please take the check and shove it down his throat. And he does. And I was like, mm-hmm. God bless you, Rip. Um, and, and the I other. I won't be around when this check passes. Yeah. I won't. I won't be around when this check clears, according to the IMDb yes. quotes. Oh, that's that is what he says. He, said no, he <laughs> says clears. And then uh, my my second favorite quote from this is where one of the uh, stiff suit businessmen, when they are uh, in the underground tattoo wrestling bar, uh, needs to use a restroom, which we we talked about, and he asks one of the, <laughs> the fine patrons of the stiff ta- establishment where he can quote. Bleed the old lizard. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm going Nobody to say like that. all the to, time now. <laughs> to a guy who is extremely overweight and is only wearing overalls with no shirt. Yeah, big old rebel flag tattooed on his arm. Yep. That guy, not even an actor, just happened to be in that bar that day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Now I do I wanna just cover this last uh this last battle here. So they, they end up fighting against each other, Zeus and Rip, and of course, you know, it's it's very epic. And I think it's funny that they're talking about this as the biggest 
thing in the world. Uh, yeah, this is to have this these TV stations. This is the world television network. It's huge, and they can barely fill a small convention hall room with people. <laughs> like it's it's it, like it looks like there might be fifty people there, but that's about it. Yeah. And there are families and children and businessmen and you know screaming people, of course, and all that. And it towards the end of this sequence, here's your spoilers, guys. This is what you should be angry and write us angry letters about spoiling. There's actual death for the most part. Like, right? Like Hulk Hogan kills Zeus, right? Like yeah, we're all we're all on the same page there, yeah. do you think? Oh and-, oh, and we know he's dead because that's how the 80s declared that someone was dead. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> with with the little trickle of blood coming from the mouth. Mm-hmm. The person mm-hmm. is laying there unconscious, and if they have a little trickle of blood coming from their mouth, they're dead. That's how and the babies work. If it's their mouth and their ears, they're like really dead. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. duper dead. If it's Marty just Gennady their ears, though, it, yes. <laughs> it's a trick. Dead and gone. If for it's just 20 years, something, it's a trick. They're not really years. dead. Yeah, so he basically fights Zeus. He does not use his famous leg drop. He uses a, uh, I believe it was a double axe handle. Axe handle, yeah. yeah. Okay. To the head, knocking him off of this thing into the middle of the ring, which he apparently doesn't even, I really wish he had fallen through a comically shaped hole in the shape of Zeus. You know, like when they do that, like in a cartoon mm-hmm. where they run through a wall and you see the outline of the person. That would have been like, more convincing. A, <laughs> than, than the obvious circle that was in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, and does that. And then why the way the double axe handle blow was something that he used when he was in Japan. Uh, just randomly when he would like go to Japan, he would just start axe handling small Japanese men. <laughs> when when he did his when he did his stint in Japan wrestling, that was his uh, finishing okay. move. Okay. Let's see. I'm cool with that. We'll call that an Easter egg, not a protection of a move. And of course, Brell, who wanted this match altogether, wanted it on TV for some reason, is just tearing his station apart, his yeah. equipment apart. Yeah, I thought he was gonna. I thought he was doing that so he could electrocute Hogan. But no, he was just. He didn't have any direction he was pulling wires out of the wall and freaking out and i'm like why like you're you have ratings gold here you just saw like live television you just saw one dude kill another dude you you just you made the money you wanted to make and he was ripping stuff all over the place and of course electrocutes himself so now he was doing what he pulled like the the wires and crap all over the place what no no he was ripping stuff all over oh, the place. Hey, thank, thank you. you I didn't. Ooh, that was an accidental pun. Yay me. <laughs> he, he was doing that and electrocutes himself. So now these families in the audience have seen two pretty vile <laughs> deaths. A guy get thrown two stories through a ring and then a dude burnt alive. All kinds of assault. electrocuted. <laughs> a crippled a guy was kicked in the chest. <laughs> yes. There's so, uh, somebody held against their will here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. So this happening. Was, there was a lot happening. This was not. I, I think this is what they thought wrestling was like. I always wonder, like even as a little kid, when I was talking, when I would talk about wrestling, and I wasn't really allowed to watch it and whatever. I always think it thought it was so weird when very obviously things were happening that weren't being talked about like they would be like oh that was a huge hit and it was very obviously not or even when <laughs> when they would talk about like oh he's stomping a mud hole in him and walking it dry yeah or like <laughs> yeah like they had the million dollar man and he would talk about all the stuff he owns and i was like even back Ted then I was, like, I was like no he didn't he is not a millionaire like that i i bought every word of that <laughs> well i was i was a few years older than you and yeah, I don't know. So, like, there's just maybe the reason Hulk didn't play Hulk Hogan was because a, a kayfabe kind of thing. Like, maybe that would have broken the illusion of Hulk Hogan. So they had to write it. So it was Hulk Hogan playing Rip, and and not you know. Are are you saying that we are living in a world where this is a movie within a movie, or? A, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, so Hulk Hogan, <laughs> dude. When I was little, I was like, I thought it was real. I mean, I That's thought some Inception shit right there. I, yeah, right? I, I thought even 
that it, what was happening there was real because this was an age where WWE would do these cross promotions with uh, music stars and they would have, um, you know, Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper and uh, Captain Lou Albano and these these crossovers with different bands and stuff. And and they even carried this feud into the WWF at the time as well. So I was like, holy shit, Zeus is back. He's not dead. Like they're actually fighting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I Hulk line and sinker, man. I was I was all about that stuff when I was little. So they they got me. And this was that era also that they refused to ever say that it was sports entertainment or that it was scripted or anything like that. That was you would get your ass kicked if you said that. And people did. Yeah. Which is very it's interesting. And then they made a complete 180 on that. And they're like, yeah, it's sports entertainment. And yeah. it's and they they leaned into it a lot harder. I guess they found it was more profitable to do that. <laughs> uh, so our question, our usual question that I never remember what it is. Yes. It the is question to, of this week. Now, uh, last week we did. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about the uh, should they oh, remake it question first. Yes. Uh, which is I always seem to forget that that's a thing. Um, yeah. So it's um, remake, revival, or rest in peace. Um, <laughs> There's a character in the movie named Rip. Rip. Yep. Rest in peace. That's what I thought it stood for. I, um, go ahead, Rob. I'm, I'm totally going to Undertaker this movie as well. Hey. That's what he did there. That's another wrestling reference. Yes, sir. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Nah. Well, man, we're just real Paul Bearers on this thing. Hey. Oh, way oh. Zing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a movie from a different era. It They've done better versions of it that are more realistic. The Wrestler, to be one. Uh, some of those uh, MMA movies. I think that MMA show you guys talked about, I haven't seen Kingdom. it. Kingdom. So, like, I think that the superhero glo- glossy style show is not for this uh honestly i mean even glow does it better much better yeah if a larger form so now there's no place in there's no place in the market for a movie like this Nobody but it is this. fun it's, <laughs> it's fun right. to go back and watch yeah it was a it was a not a complete waste of an afternoon yes so now the actual question i'm sorry what what's that <laughs> was another uh, question Oh, wait, real quick. We also didn't do this. Um, this movie did was budgeted $8 million. Uh, it made $16 million. It opened up in number two uh, on its first weekend. It opened up uh, making $5 million opening weekend, and it was number two behind Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm. Mm. which could be why I possibly saw this movie in the theater because I am pretty sure that I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and this on the same weekend you just stayed in the theater i think i might have yeah like pick us up in four hours kind of thing yeah so they gave me five question of the week rob this was all you it was so last week we did the top five wrestlers who became or who did acting this week we're going to do the top five actors or celebrities that stepped into the wrestling ring now they didn't have to they didn't have to highlight they didn't have to do any of that but i wanted to see them actually in the ring not just not just like make a cameo and sing a song or something off on the side Mm -hmm. but somebody who actually stepped in the ring and you know whether they mixed it up or didn't mix it up but they were in the ring at one point with a wrestler doing something yep I'm sort of intrigued about this one. This was really hard to research, like really, really hard. Uh, so it was very it, it yeah it wasn't for me. It wasn't that hard for me to research because I watched all of these. <laughs> yeah, so it was very hard for it me. It was to hard research. for me to narrow down. Um, so I'll go ahead and go first. I, I've got an honorable mention here, um, and that's going to be Snooky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping a snooki. Snooki actually wrestled, and it was ridiculous. 
Uh, number five, though, he is uh, known for being an athlete. He is also an actor. So he's done enough acting, in my opinion, to be part of this list. That is one Shaquille O'Neal. Number four mm-hmm. is uh, going to be, since this is musician slash actor, which uh, Shaquille is or, or celebrity. Both of those. Yes, yeah, celebrity. Uh, number four is going to be Master P. Nice. Who 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 did he, who was he in the ring? Yeah, a bunch of people. He he had a a little bit of a run. Oh, uh, nice. He, okay. he feuded with the the Texas Rednecks or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, but yes, Master P wrestled. Uh, number three is going to be Tom Tiny Lister. Uh, my number two is Mister T. So I've got Master P and a Mister T. On my list. And who did he wrestle? It seems like all of them seem to wrestle Hulk Hogan at some point. Mr. T was, uh, he tagged with Hogan, Hogan against Roddy Piper, Piper and, and Orndorff. Yeah, Orndorff. Okay. Uh, so my number one is going to be a musical act, a group that aligned themselves with one Vampiro. That would be the Misfits. Oh, have you that one's... Have you seen Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein? Uh, yeah, well, I, yes, I have. Yes, Rock I have not. not. He looks like a dang wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. They had a brief uh, run with Vampiro, um, and as a Misfits fan and a wrestling oh. fan, I absolutely loved it. Um, also, there's not a lot of crossover. I mean, I'm interesting. I'm I'm excited to hear the both of your lists. So, whoever would like to go next, I will. Uh, I will enjoy it. We'll take it in. Nice. I seem to go second. So I'm I'm always the middle of this weird little human centipede. Yes, Greg, never a good, never two. a good place. To, never a good place to be. Always in my the, heart. Yeah. So I think. I ended up with a few honorable mentions, one of which, because I think he became a wrestler before he was an actor, that would be Dennis Rodman. Because Dennis Rodman did, famously, as we know from uh-huh. the, the Michael Jordan you, documentary. You, you, keep saying, you keep saying actor. Rodman is perfectly acceptable because he was a celebrity. I said yeah. celebrities, so you can, okay. you can totally use athletes or musicians. Okay. Either way, he. I, but I think he was still that before. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, you're true. But um, he was in a movie called Double Team soon thereafter. Both of those came out mm-hmm. in '97. Though, uh, right. also, it did get. He did get bumped a little bit further down the list. But Jay Leno. Yeah, he was a celebrity, but he was also in Collision Course. But he did fight Hulk Hogan in 1998. So those were those were my two honorable mentions there. But uh, Mike Tyson feuded with Triple H and Hulk Hogan, and is currently doing some stuff with AEW. Mm-hmm. So that's my number five, Mr. T. You guys had that number four. Uh, David Arquette actually wrestled for quite a while. He and was that was terrible. Yeah, that's a that dark time in wrestling history. Yeah. yeah, he was a WCW champion, and it was a mess. As was he. He yeah, he got pretty destroyed, didn't he? At some point, didn't like he's actually wrestling now. Like that started his wrestling thing. He recently got like his face split open in a wrestling match, but yeah, mm-hmm. got like some sort of like death match or something. Yeah, uh, there is a current wrestler that I I actually watch AEW because I like the way they handle things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they're they're it's not a lot of bullshit. It's just straight up wrestling, and there's some real innovative wrestlers. So I've been a big fan. Of that stuff, and there is there was a guy, a tag team guy with this giant mustache, yeah, and he was like this. I mean, it's a giant mustache, and he is the the brute uh, of a team called the Butcher and the Blade, and he plays the Butcher. And I was like, this dude is awesome. Who is this guy? And it turns out he is a uh, guitarist for the band Every Time I Die, like a hmm. was a thrashcore or something band from. They've been around forever. Okay. Every time I die, Buffalo. pretty awesome. Yeah. And yeah, he's the he's the rhythm guitarist, Rash and he's core? also a current. Is it they uh, grindcore? Is that what they said? I don't know. I I mean, I listened to them after uh, I saw this. They but. were, I, yeah, sure. 
Dude, if he if you were watching like Gangs of New York and this guy walked out of like a butcher shop with a yeah, knife and hacked someone, um, like he looks like that. So that, mm-hmm. and then I think the most famous crossover one ever for my number one, Andy Kaufman. Uh, oh wow! And I totally forgot about Andy Kaufman. Yeah, good one. Uh, yeah, Andy oh, Kaufman shit. was the first Damn. ever crossover wrestler where he talked crap. To Jerry Lawler, I, I believe it was uh, on purpose. I believe it was a it, it was, was a work. It was it was a setup. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. on David Letterman, and then ended up wrestling Lawler because the, the whole thing was is that Kaufman was doing skits and shows where he was wrestling women, and Lawler was not happy with it. And then he was like, "Well, what you do is fake." And then he got slapped, and it was a big deal. Slapped I slapped the I, shit out of him. Slapped him out of a chair. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and I think Lawler's actually been on on record as saying that that was all set up. Was, I mean, he, yeah, he did very he much later. Did anything yes. wrong. But he uh, and then they ended up going on to have a match. And I will be honest, I actually the reason why I have an extra thing in there is because I forgot about him for a little while too, somehow. And then it came to me, and I'm like, I'm leaving this blank because I want to see if anyone else forgot it also. And apparently, you guys Ooh, did. I sure did. Which yeah. is crazy. Yep. Which is crazy. Sure yeah, did. I forgot that. one. Because it was right before the '80s, like the big '80s wrestling. That's probably why. But that so Andy Kaufman is my number one. Rob, all right, cool. Well, um, Andy Kaufman is going to bump one of mine off. Um, and Jimmy is measuring his head. I, I'm going to go ahead and bump Tyson and Mayweather off my list. Um, but at number five, I'm going to go ahead and put Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Who had a nice little feud with Bam Bam Bigelow? He's totally Pee Wee Herman. He us. definitely did. <laughs> um, so Lawrence Taylor at number five. At number four, I'm going to put Zeus because Zeus actually had a a somewhat significant run. Had the movie performed better, Zeus was going to headline WrestleMania six uh, with Hulk Hogan. He he but did the movie was terrible yeah. so they actually sold the movie as a package deal with wrestlemania and so you got the movie and wrestlemania and it ended up being a uh uh tag team event i believe at number three i'm going to i'm gonna put Shaq because if if you've seen the thing it's it's actually amazing to watch someone the size of big show actually actually go for the throat with him because in in the in the mat or it wasn't really a match it was just a confrontation in the ring but big show actually you know goes for the choke slam he puts he puts his hand around Shaq's throat and they kind of struggle for a minute or two and then Shaq rears back and slaps big show on the throat and so they're locked in the double chokehold and it's it was actually really neat to watch so that's going to be my number three. My number two is going to be Mr. T and Hogan versus Piper and Orndorff at WrestleMania one. And my number one is you're, you're right, Greg. It's definitely Andy Kaufman. It's Andy crazy Kaufman. that took like, yeah. didn't even like over 48 hours. That was not at the yeah. top of my list. Also honorable mention for me, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Yep. So very, so, very nice. Yeah. Fun list. Uh, did we have a list that was written in? Yes, sir. We sure do. Starting with Jewels, his top five at number five, Walter Payton. Number two, Mickey Rourke. Number three, Mr. T. Number two, Ronda Rousey. Number one, Stephen Amell. Another list from our patron of unusual size, Alec. His top five start with Kurt Angle at number five. Kurt Angle won the gold medal for real wrestling in 1996. Number four, sports all-stars Lawrence Taylor tied with Dennis Rodman. Number three, Iron Mike Tyson. Number two, Ronda Rousey. And his number one is going to be Brock Lesnar. Thank you. Yeah, so we... uh a couple, you know, I'll do some some cleaning up here. So, yeah, we are recording on the second night of recording because last night we did an awesome interview uh, with Mr. C.J. O'Doyle, the Irish Lionheart. He is an independent wrestler. 
and he does all sorts of crazy fun local shows and he does shows really all over the place. He's, he's wrestled for years and, uh, oddly enough, I found out that he was my neighbor and well, we had couple, my neighbor. Yeah. We had some, some connections. And what's, what's funny is, you know, you, you forget sometimes that these are you know celebrities and athletes and stuff like that are people too. And he was, he made note on our, the uh, homeowners association, Facebook page that there was someone driving too fast in the neighborhood. And, and I looked at it and I was, and you could tell he's a wrestler in his picture. And I was like, yeah, you don't want to fuck with this guy. And then I clicked on it and realized what he did. And it turned out that we had some mutual friends. So good dude, really cool stories. Um, so we interviewed him. That interview will probably be out around the time of this episode. Uh, so look either above or below this episode on whatever your feed is and mm-hmm. you can check it out. It was a great time. Um, I am almost done editing it. So it'll be out soon. And, uh, and, and he, I don't know what Jimmy did to him, man, but there is a strong possibility that there's, there's going to be something coming up for Jimmy, like there's some sort of match. A table in Jimmy's future at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Something happened, but just take, keep an eye out for that uh and then just talk about our patrons a little bit our patreon we are able to do this and have these episodes and do these interviews and all that stuff because of listeners like you guys and you know we've got you can say patrons again i'm trying not to that's why i'm (laughs) we have (laughs) we have a patreon with patrons yes that have been supporting us and that helps pay for it does you know, it, whatever it's, we need. it's one of the the big things that we're able to do now is we've expanded our upload uh size so we can mm-hmm. actually uh upload more episodes monthly um mm-hmm. yeah it helps us do the side a and side mm-hmm. b yeah and it also is going to allow us to do the interview episode that you heard and we have some some special like cutoffs that if we get, uh, if we get up to a hundred dollars a month, just not, we're, we're fairly close to that. We're going to be able to do an additional like interview episode each month. So we'll be able to kind of reach out and you know talk to some of the people that, that we, that create the stuff that we love. So just little things like that. So keep an eye on it. If you guys become a patron, uh, it's a $5, it's $5. Uh, you get a chance to get mm-hmm. into our, our, uh, discord chat which is really fun it's kicking man there's there's some some of the people in there are awesome people with you know finding new products and new yeah, shows and things to watch <laughs> it's going it's, it's going so fast that it's breaking rob's brain there's there's all sorts of things there's been some embarrassing pictures of jimmy floating around in there so mm-hmm. you know they're all really nice cool people if you're looking for people that love the stuff you love this is the place to be very chill very it's a nice escape it's my happy place Except for when certain people verbally harass me, Jubals. Uh, what else? Yeah, you get uh, you get to know the movie of the week beforehand. You get to know you get to know the question. The question. You get to write in yep. and answer the question, so you will read off your answers if you have good ones. Uh, all of that stuff. You can suggest movies. Yeah, you know, there's there's a bunch of cool things. Well, oh, and the big thing when your birthday comes around, we will do a top five list about you. That will be horribly embarrassing. Something you don't want to put on your resume. So just be aware of that. Uh, let's see. I'm. I've got next week, right? Yes, sir. So, I believe we have something uh, rather special. We have a special up. week. Yes. So I did not know this when I set this up, and maybe you did, but uh, we have one of our patrons a patron of unusual size. He is getting to curate his own episode mm-hmm. and his favorite movie of all time is jaws. I'm looking forward to this. So oh, we really do is. a jaws, a jaws themed episode. Now we have tried to watch either terrible movies or nostalgic movies. And jaws is sort of a nostalgic movie, but it's also a great movie. It is so, not a terrible movie by any stretch. Nope. Yeah, so we're going to balance that most- out with some shitty shark movies. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So side A is all shark movies, all terrible shark movies. Side B is going to be Jaws. A fantastic shark movie and just a fantastic horror movie. Yes. 
So definitely tune in for that. It's going to be, I actually had to recently do an entire podcast on Jaws for for my workplace because they were doing uh, Halloween in July and they had me do a podcast. So I'm I am all researched up on Jaws. I, do you hear something to me? <laughs> okay. We're gonna need a bigger cross. <laughs> Shark exorcist is what he's talking about. Man, can't yeah, wait to guys. talk about it. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want more stuff, go to gimme5podcast.com. You can find our store there. You can find all of that fun stuff there. That's all I've got. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at giveme5pod, or you can email us directly, giveme5podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and don't go in the water. So you can just tip pull us back to the room. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean even Somebody, you know, I, like, tip pulling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is another one I saw in the theater. You, you know when you're Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Did my throat go weird? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I took a bite. <laughs> that was I have cheese throat. <laughs> oh man. Cheese throat. <laughs> cheese throat. So, uh, I was uh, I, I took a bite of pizza before I came up. It messed up my voice. <laughs> or or maybe I was blowing a hobo in my backyard. One of the two. I'm I'm going for option B. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Cheese throat, damn it. Hobo cheese. Yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What year are we talking about again? Okay. Why are we here? Well, I know what our, our outtake is. Or our title of the episode. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> episode 144. Oh, geez. I just took a shower. <laughs> you oh. need another one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's okay, nasty. let's try this. Let's try this again. <laughs>